This is the Got Our Back podcast, where it's all about friendship and fun. I'm Maria. I'm Carrie. And I'm Megan. And we're so stoked to have you with us. Get ready to feel humbled, empowered, and real as we dive into great advice, stories that'll make you go, whoa, and some real life. Why the did you bleep me? Girl. So let's hang out and let the good vibes roll. Hello, ladies. I'm so excited. We're already back for our fourth episode. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Are you so excited? I haven't seen you guys in a few weeks, actually. It feels like forever. I miss you guys so much. Where have you been all my life, Maria? Heart you. I heart you. Heart. I miss Actually, you. Actually, I saw Megan last week. You sure you did. You guys see each other more than me. I feel like we really I'm- don't. We don't see each other much. <sighs> we don't. Oh. But I did call her like last minute and I said, just "Do you want like a bocce?" Because she was having a she's having a rough one. I mean, I just I just feel like I'm on the other side of the world. You You're know? like half a mile down for me. <laughs> I know, but you guys be doing all these little things. I'm like, oh. You go on a time. You're gone a lot. And yeah. you're a planner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am. We can't call you last minute. Yeah. We can't like, call you and say, yeah. hey, girl, let's go hit hibachi yeah. because you're doing like practices. I have to look at my schedule. calendar and says, sorry, guys. It's not, it's not going to fit. <laughs> yeah. It's not on my Excel spreadsheet today. <laughs> can you stop m- messing with my Excel spreadsheet? Well, I'm I just love saying. it. <laughs> That's like actually one of my goals this year. Like, I got you. I really need to be like more organized i'm like a you know i'm just gonna be and then honest my, one of mine I'm is be honest, like it's never gonna be my goal to have an excel spreadsheet about my schedule because you I'm don't need an excel spreadsheet you because you your head assistance. is girl i have excel spreadsheets for bills but i ain't having an excel spreadsheet for life yeah no not happening sorry that's how i roll what's been going on with you guys like what's new like maria what's new just Honey everything Bunny? everything House, life football i just feel like my this is like crunch time for us since Tristan is getting into, you know, going into high school, just so much going on with sports and just making sure that everything all lines up with the house. And it's just building a new house. It's stressful. And it's flying by. It is. It is. It's going by so fast. Is it making you nervous? It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Is the timeline ahead or something? Well, it just, it just happens. Like you turn around and you come back and it's something else new. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm going to have to meet you at the design center because I feel like yeah. since you're so visual, you're like, eh, and I'm I'm not. Like, I can just, like, throw it together and then I'll just be, like, placing stuff and be like, hey, Maria, do you like this? Do you like this? I mean, that's what I did Maria's for the cabin. never going to My go anxiety that. is, no, like, No, boo, to... I got you. I got you. We'll go to the design center. Just, oh, let me pencil that in my calendar <laughs> <laughs> and I'll help you. <clears throat> it's just this whole house process is just, like, it's like having a baby to hang in. Yeah, a baby. of course. It is. Yeah. Oh, we all have babies. Whoop. Oh, I mean, I still think of mine as babies, but they're not. Aww. Yours is. Yeah, I have a Yours is. Y'all are. Mine, yeah. Mine's. She, I know. She, she double digits now. Maria, remember when we met? I was pregnant with my youngest. You were. I was. That's more... when you, that's when y'all met, when you were pregnant with Marley? Yes. Yeah. You don't remember? It was your ex-husband's birthday and I was sitting across from them. I had no idea who I was sitting across from oh. and I was on IVF drugs and I was freaking out because they had you put left me on early. a new, yeah, they had put me on a new IVF drug and I literally was like, felt like I was crawling out of my skin. Like I, I I'm didn't so think I was going to make it. I didn't want to want to do that to you that's all right you're fine you're fine was that what we're talking about it's fertility today yeah, oh my gosh so i didn't even think about the two together though i mean i didn't think about i think when you... was it Mar- i was about four months pregnant so i was 
you were showing. showing. Yeah. You weren't showing because I remember we went and threw axes afterwards and you yeah. kicked everybody's <laughs> ass. <laughs> At that point, Literally. I was on my goodness to get Spencer. So my three-year-old, it took three miscarriages, two filled rounds of IVF, and I lost a son. I had lost a son before that, actually named Tristan. So I always felt like a connection with you because our son's names are the same. Lost Tristan nine days before delivery. And that's when Carrie and I, I mean, we were friends before, but Carrie and I were actually supposed to go on. Um, oh, we were having a, a day date that day. No, we were going to get a massage. You, she, oh my gosh. Have we ever told you the story? No. <clears throat> so, you tell me in the audience. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like, hmm, let me think. So I was talking to her on the phone one night and she was like, I really want some queso. She always like had these cravings at that point for queso, right? Am I right? Yes. Queso and a foot rub. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm off work tomorrow. Like, let's let's go. I'll totally be down with that. And I had like one meeting that day and I wore slides because I was ready for that foot massage. And <laughs> I was going into this like quick like hour meeting. I talked to her. She was on her way into a doctor, like her one of her last checkups. Um, we had already had her baby shower. Like it was like the last, like I figured that day they were telling her like, you're, you're about to, you're about to like have your baby. Like, that's kind of what I, I yeah. was thinking. I was hoping. And she said she was going into her appointment. I told her I was going into my meeting and then we were going to like check in afterwards and meet up. So literally like 15 minutes later, am I like supposed to tell it? Can I tell this you story? Can tell it, okay. Please. I'm just rattling, <laughs> but 15 minutes, it, was, it felt like no time later. I'm walking in <clears throat> I was meeting an attorney for some new contracts and stuff, like business contracts for work. And we were meeting at a coffee shop and I walked in, shook his hand and she was calling me. And I was like, that's really weird. Like, I just talked to her. She was just like, let me just check really quick. And when I answered the phone, like, I thought she was laughing. Like, I thought I couldn't make out what she was saying. And I kept saying like, what, what, what? And then I realized she was crying, Mm. but I still couldn't understand what she was saying but um, I did make out a few words, and I was just, like, in total, like, total shock. Mm-hmm. Total shock. And, like, talk about not knowing what to say. Like, I usually have something to say, but I, had like, just had nothing to say. I just kept saying, no, no, yeah. no. Um, and she was telling me, I mean, you can go on because that's your side of the story, but. Yeah. <clears throat> so I went in that day, and I was already high risk because I was over 40, right? So I was, like, 40, 41-ish. Um, and. I had been to two appointments and you every were week. Nine months pregnant, correct? Oh, correct. She was I'd already full lost, term. I oh, already lost term. my okay. mucus plug. Okay, like, it was like it was the week before. It was it. time, and so um, I went into the emergency room that week before, and my doctor sent me home, and he was fine then. Um, I can remember it was Tuesday, probably one night. I felt I didn't feel good. I'd made lasagna of all things. I remember that, um, and I just didn't feel good. And I looked at my now soon-to-be ex-husband and said, do you think, like, I'm going into labor or do you think I'm just tired? And he looked at me and said, I think you're just tired. Let's just go to bed. So we went to bed. And the next day I had a meeting. You know, I'm an insurance agent. So the next day I was like, you had to dress up like in cowgirl boots and stuff. And I remember sitting in that in that meeting on Wednesday and not feeling the baby move. But, you know, I just thought like, but I kept, I started voicing it. I started voicing it at about lunch. And I told um, my, one of my staff went with me to lunch and I was like, hey, like, so I started Googling to see like, what do you do? You know, like nobody ever thinks like that, that's going to happen to you. Right. And so um, it said to lay on your side, drink some water, 
Well, when I would lay on my side and eat a piece of candy, I'd have stomach tightening. So I was mistaking that for movement. And so I went to a PTA meeting that, that night. Um, I was someone, my, one of my friends freaking asked me to be the president of the PTA at my son's middle school. So <laughs> I walk in, you know, I did all these things. And then Thursday, it was time to go in to have, I would go every week to the, my gynecologist and then I would go to see, have an ultrasound. Mm -hmm. Well, I had been to every appointment with my ex-husband had always been with me every time. And he had to show a house that day. And so I said, hey, it's okay. I'll run over here. I'll go to the doctor. Carrie's meeting me afterwards. Friday, we'll go to get the sonogram. Go in there. You know, she gets the Doppler out. And she was like, have you had any problems? And I'm like, well, I've just been kind of like thinking that I'm not feeling a lot of movement. And then I just remember, you know, measuring my stomach and then doing the Doppler and then her rushing out and going and getting like an ultrasound machine. And hers looked like it was like a dinosaur, like mm -hmm. it looked, you know, archaic. And so, and she just looked at me and she was like, and I just start screaming, you know, I was by myself with her. Um, they took me across the hall, um, to the, where it was a high risk where you would go to get your ultrasounds. And I'm like, at that point, I'm, you go into shock, right? Like you just, yeah. you just go into shock. And I went into shock and I was in a room by myself, you know, they come in and I'm screaming, like, just tell me, just tell me, like, say something, you know? And so, um, you know, they, they were like, we're sorry, you know, he's gone. You know, they don't really tell you anything at that point. So I just started trying. My sister lived in Phoenix at the time. Carrie was, you know, across town. Darian was across town. I called my mother-in-law. I just started going through my phone. Mm -hmm. And my best friend from high school, she lived over on that side of town. So I was able to get a hold of her, which was crazy because she does clinicals all day. So I think she was... Summer? The, yes. So Summer was the first to get to me because yeah. um, I was off 75, you know. Mm -hmm. but So I was there hysterical for at least 30 minutes I was myself. like, I'm, where oh am God. I going? I, just, I I'm have on chills my way. just yeah. kind of... <clears throat> it was the longest 30 minutes, I mean, of my life, you know. And it was, it was you know, the longest... I, I mean, I honestly, like, you go through... I go back and look, and in those months, even after, it's almost like it was a blur. I mean, I can remember going to work, you know get through all of that, you know, bury him. Like, cause when you have a baby that you late, have you have, that's right. Well, and, and, and I, you know, I struggled. I, I just kept saying, I want to, I want a C-section. So I'd had a friend from high school and she had lost a daughter and Summer said, let's call, let's call Ann. So we called her. So <clears throat> I'll pause because when I walk in, she's saying that she wants a C-section and we're thinking about like the scar, right? Like what, how mm -hmm. is that going to affect you later? Because she's not thinking about oh, that. Oh, because the... Yeah. <clears throat> and so we're and like, I'm literally we're thinking, thinking about that. Like, yeah, and I'm I'm thinking, I'm hysterical saying, I can't, like literally I'm saying, I can't push a dead baby. I can't do it. And they they tried actually to send her home with sleeping medicine. And she like started screaming again. And so I was like, oh my gosh, they're really going to try to just send her home? Literally, like just to wait? And she was like demanding that she's not going home. She can't go home like that, and they have to do something. And it was just wild. Like, it was, it was. And to be honest, like, I don't even remember that part. Like, her telling me that. Like, I don't. Shock. Yeah. Like, you're just in shock. You, you don't know? remember that part? Mm -mm. Yeah. They, just, they were originally trying to just give her basically, like, sleeping meds, go home, you'll be fine. You'll go into labor naturally, come back, and then you'll have the baby. And I'm thinking. How do you do that, though? Like, that, how do you that's go the procedure. home and just, I don't. 
I think that's like typical, but can you just uh, induce me at that? But I mean, well, they did. Well, that's they what she, so after I, she threw I, a fit, demanded. she demanded they did because mentally, <laughs> yeah, that will throw you off. Right. You're already in a wreck, right? Like mentally, and then they're like then go going home. home and wait until you have a like. There's so many layers <sighs> to this story that really just are like seared into my brain, like yeah. that, and because it touched my heart you know she didn't tell me until a few years later that I feel like that set the tone for our relationship you know when you lose a baby or you lose a loved one it doesn't matter if it's a baby whatever but I can tell you I've lost a lot in my life Mm -hmm. uh, but losing a baby or a child is by far the worst because it's a part of you right like my nightmare right and so like Carrie was there and steadfast and never left my side and was there daily for me. And not that I didn't have other family and friends because I had plenty, you know, around me. But that, I feel like, drew us so close together. And a few years later, she has a tattoo on her her wrist. And I'll tell you, and I was like, hey, I really like, I have butterfly tattoos. (laughs) We (laughs) talked about that. (laughs) Yeah, we did last time. So I was like, I really like that. She goes, well, you realize that is... So one thing that was crazy to me during the whole experience, because she had a whole labor. Mm-hmm. So the the odd thing in my mind was that they put her, like all the labors on in like one row. So you're listening. So what I thought was crazy was I was listening to a family like have a baby in the room next door and like celebrate. And then you're listening to Megan have a baby and it's like somber. And... Um, like I would go out to just get air for like not out, but like out of her room for a minute, just <clears throat> just to like for a second. And I was standing there up against the wall and looking at her door, and they came and put this butterfly on her door. And I was like, that's kind of weird. But then later, I finally asked, like, what is the butterfly? And they're like, well, this is just to symbolize to any of the nurses, any of the staff, to be more like compassionate when Mm -hmm. they walk in and not say like are you excited or blah 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 but some of them still it was like they had disregard for it or didn't pay attention like they would come in and be like so do you know where you're gonna bury him uh so do you know what you're gonna bury him in like literally like (laughs) while she's like in labor and I was just like finally I asked because they just kept coming in and asking random questions I'm like can y'all just put all those write them all down in a folder and we'll ask her at the appropriate yeah. time because that it's was just a lot. Cause yeah, it would, it would all like, it would flood back on her. Like she would get like, yeah, you stable. go from like stable to screaming and crying to like trying to like laugh through it to, I mean the craziest you, you, you I was in there for hours. Right. Because then they start inducing me. We yeah. were there all and day. This is the craziest thing, but I'm going to bring it up and whatever. So, (laughs) oh no, (laughs) I know. So during that pregnancy, my staff, because I had made the um, comment one day that I wasn't having sex during my pregnancy because it's high risk. Oh no, you're going to tell this story. So I come in one day and my my staff had bought me (laughs) a huge dildo and suction cupped it on my desk by my keyboard. And so I had, I mean, you are like, I mean, but did they know about, and your sex drive, this was before I lost, this was before I lost Tristan. Yeah. Okay. Your sex drive is on one when you're pregnant. It's like, it's just crazy, right? Did they know about Tristan? No, 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 this was, this, this was during my pregnancy with Tristan. Okay. So like I hadn't lost him yet. It was during, and I was, I was complaining that like, hey, 
like, my husband won't have sex with me because he thinks it's weird. And I'm over here freaking out like my hormones are raging. So I come in one day and they decided to buy me a <laughs> huge like dildo. dying inside right now. Like huge. And it was suction cup to my thing. Well, y'all, the week before, I had used that thing. And so I'm thinking in my head, like, you start, what happens when... Did you use that thing? I did, girl. I did. I did. I did. I used a dildo. So so they give her anxiety meds in there. So she's loopy, right? And she starts telling everybody about So I start asking the nurse. Because what happens in your head... Because of the dildo. I'm asking everything. Like, Like, what did I do? Like, because you blame yourself, right? Yeah. I I missed the movement. I, you know, it's me. Like I said to, I said to Darian, like, please don't leave me. Like, it's all my fault. Like, you know, you just, everything is running through your head and you can't get it to stop and you're in shock. And I was high as a kite. Not the dildo. So I, I asked the, I asked the nurse, hey, do you think it's the dildo? Do you think it's the dildo I used last week? Did I do this? And she's like, no, I don't think it's that, you know. I mean, lie of the situation and looking back, it took me like months, you know, probably a year to be able to laugh about that because obviously it wasn't funny in the moment. But like I in the in the moment, I'm like just I'm like jogging my memory. Like, what is it? And when I look back, I, I think that Tuesday night when I felt sick, you know, per se is probably when I lost him. Yeah. Um. You know, that was probably it. He got in trouble. So, like, um, he had the cord wrapped is what they say. So, you know, they never can tell you um, for sure. I didn't want him to do an autopsy. I'm like, it's not going to change anything. But it's the craziest experience, right? Like, for those, it's, you know, nobody wants to talk about a stillborn. And so, you know, we talked about it before. Like, I... Um, I blog on my Facebook. You know, I've always blogged on my Facebook, but that really helps me to heal, to go through the things that I've been through, you know, and and I've been through some tough things in my life and writing seems to be an outlet for me. And I remember blogging and I remember so many women flooding my inbox, flooding, literally getting cards in the mail from customers that were on my Facebook saying, I had stillborn 20 years ago. I don't know how you're talking about it on Facebook. It is taboo. Nobody talks about this. But it's it's real, right? Like people, women walk through that journey. I had seen every aspect. I'd had miscarriages. I had f- tried to do IVF. I got pregnant naturally with Tristan. So I felt like he was already a miracle. And then to lose <laughs> him at the end, yeah. it was like, And the what? whole bedroom being ready and... Yes, uh, yes. My because nursery was ready. she didn't want ready. to get the nursery ready. She wouldn't let anybody do it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. You know, and I all, you know, and fast forward after... After I lost Tristan, you know, you go through that, you bury them, you have to get how, your kids through it. Sorry, I will, no, how, like, how did you get to that? Because I would be, it would be so hard for me to even try to have another baby because I would mm-hmm. be thinking about, tri- you know, so I think, how did you feel? She had a, I mean, I might be not speaking out of turn, but she basically had a nursery full mm-hmm. and had a room to come home like to put a baby in and never got to fill the void and yeah. so the void was like magnified at that point I think yeah and it was and I think that and you look and you do and you you know men tend to um they go through they try to like make the woman okay first so their their grief is delayed you know the best thing and I will tell any woman anybody that's suffering from any type of loss whether it be a child or a loss google the stages of grief I'm not mm-hmm. a reader at all. And they the hospital sent me home paperwork and it had the mm-hmm. stages of grief in it and I read it. 
And so then it was like at the time when I was going through it, when I was angry or when I was blaming myself, I couldn't tell at the time, but later on I was able to look back and be like, okay, it's my grief talking, not my marriage. It's, you know, I'm, it's my grief talking, not, you know, I'm a loser, you know, like it's just because you go through all the feels. And so I can just remember like getting through that. And the first wave I had a staff and she, you know, I was having a boy, but I had gotten kind of monochrome, like black and gray, everything. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the first wave of getting rid of Tristan stuff was like the big stuff, like the crib and the car seat. And I had a staff that she really needed, you know, those items. And I said, Hey, if you don't, if you don't mind, I would love to share them with you. And so I gave her all the big items right? And then I tried IVF again and it failed miserably. Two rounds didn't get, that's when we we met Mm -hmm. and I was on, they tried all these alternative drugs and they basically told me, you know, like, you're you're older. Like and she was so stressed because it was basically like these are the your last of it. Like yeah. if this doesn't work, then you then have. you don't have a, a child. So it was like even more pressure. I feel like than all the other ones before because I don't remember how many you did because they're blurring to me. Three rounds of IVF. I did one before Tristan. I actually got pregnant with Tristan naturally. Mm-hmm. So so I, you did IVF before Tristan. Right. Yes. And so it when I met her, I feel like yeah she was going into right. IVF. So. My whole relationship with her was <laughs> IVF. Has been yeah. IVF. And yeah. so I got a front row, like a truly a front row. Yeah. But it's crazy like just all for of those... it. And it really made me. Yeah. For the women that are out me there. me because I can Ooh. sneeze and get pregnant. Yeah. And you take that for granted. And so now I really watch like what I say mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that just. I do want to make a like a plug, you know, after I lost Tristan, one of the best things I think my doctor did for me before I tried the the second and third round of IVF is she said, we need to test you for genetic disorders. And so, you know, mm-hmm. insurance doesn't cover for that. Yeah. And so it was $2,000. I happen to have the money for it. There's going to be, you know, if I'm ever going to advocate for something, mm-hmm. it will probably be women struggling with fertility because I feel like insurance carriers should test every woman because yeah. so it came back, they genetic tested me and I had MTHFR. And so what that is, is a genetic condition and you get either a heterozygote or a homogenozygote. So you either get it from one parent or two parents. And I had it from one. So you see these women that die during childbirth and they bleed out or they die. And we had a friend that died and Mm -hmm. um, the baby died during childbirth. They get it from two parents. And, you know, I think that every woman should be tested because you would save lives. Yeah, I don't understand that Because, you know, the the women that have it from two parents, they need shots. They can can blood clot. They can, you know, lose blood at at childbirth. And, and, And then it's just too late. And then it's choosing mom, baby, or maybe neither. Yeah. Wasn't it something as simple as folic acid or something yes, like that? Yes, it was. I, being from one parent, the things that it affected me was that I don't I don't process folic acid, which you have to have for to help the baby's brain. I don't I don't process it properly. So you need folate instead of folic. And That's so how little it's, it is. It's crazy. You know, I can't tell you how many times <clears throat> over the last I lost Tristan in 2018. Mm-hmm. April 2018. I can't tell you over the last five years, six years of my life, how many times God has led me to open up and be open with a woman. And she would say, well, I'm struggling or I have MTHFR. Do you have that? The last time it happened to me, I was sitting across the table. Um, it was a year before last and there was a uh, an agent's wife, and she just happened to say, like, well, I've had several miscarriages. We're trying to have a baby. And I'm like, well, have you ever been tested for MTHFR? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Megan, how did you know that? And I'm like, 
I'm like, well, I, I struggle with fertility. And she said, well, I have, and I just got diagnosed with that. I said, go home and take a baby aspirin and ask for Foltex. So you take two Foltex pills, which is the Folate. And so after even, even though we stopped trying and I said I was done after the round, the last rounds of IVF, my insurance would only cover for three rounds. So I told myself like, you go down a rabbit hole, right? Like I went down a five, six year rabbit hole of trying to have a baby mm-hmm. and you just get sucked in and you're just trying anything and everything and you're desperate. It's tunnel vision. Yeah, it is. And you, you, you're, it's desperation. I can't tell you on social media, like we live in the world today where, where everyone shares. Yeah, their, it's, it's yeah. A, g- gender reveals and, and a baby announcement on social yeah. media. And it's like buying a car and, and, and you don't realize how many people have that car until you buy it. And then you see it everywhere, right? And mm-hmm. then it's when you can't have a baby. I can't tell you, I feel like in the year after I lost Tristan, I saw more baby announcements especially around the holidays and more gender reveals. And they were probably always there, but I never noticed them, right? Like it was, it was a nightmare. It was, it's like living a living nightmare. It just was. But fast forward, you know, um, I kept taking the full text and the, the baby aspirin because my doctor had always told me this is a natural way for fertility, but I stopped watching the apps. I stopped Whatever went out of town to Nashville actually on a had a good night. Yeah. <laughs> Got her cortisol level down. Yeah. And, and no dildo. And look what happened. No, no dildo. No, she had yeah. a real one. Yeah, I had no idea and came home and my my telltale sign that I was always pregnant is so if I brushed my teeth, I would oh, always gag. Yeah. <clears throat> and oh me too. I she gagged. calls me. She calls me. She goes, bitch. <laughs> And I was like, what? And she was like, girl, I just gagged while I was brushing my teeth. I was like, uh-huh. And uh, she was like, yes. She was like, I am on my way to work right now. I think I got coffee, but it doesn't taste good. And I'm going to take a test when I get there. I was like, I'm like on pins and needles. Like, no way. No way. No. And do you know how many tests I'd taken over the last six years? A hundred, probably. A hundred. So Girl. I had one test that I just had left over on my desk. I like dug it out. It was from the Dollar Tree. And I did it. <laughs> and the it Dollar was, Tree. It was, I, was only, I, I was only like one day late. So it was like 31 yeah. days. I literally took it. And I knew because I had been through the miscarriages where it's like a faint line, you know, on the pregnancy test. I, I peed on it. And it literally was like Christmas lights. It was like, whoo! two lines here we go i'm like i'm like i'm like screaming crying you know again but then because you know we weren't that close back then no but we were always facebook friends what pops up on my feed (laughs) megan has a baby i'm like i didn't even know she was pregnant (laughs) oh my gosh i forgot you didn't tell anybody i I had no idea she was pregnant no she became very superstitious and was like i'm not announcing it i'm not telling anybody y'all don't buy me one thing like we wanted to buy things like we wanted to know no not a thing like we wanted to give her a shower we wanted to buy her things and she wouldn't allow anything like and so we all agreed like okay Let's just wait. We won't do yeah. it. You know, I think, like I had some blessings along the way, right? So PTSD. Like, well, I did have PTSD for sure. I did have to go back, but it was the craziest thing. I was going back to the same hospital, but my gynecologist and uh, she had moved practices from her own practice from the third floor down to the first floor. So I didn't have to keep going back and reliving that, mm-hmm. you know, doctor's office. Same thing for the high-risk doctor. I was now going, instead of two times a week, they were making me go on three times a week. So I would go basically Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week my entire pregnancy. 
and he moved from a different floor. They expanded. So it was not the same doctor's offices, but it had all the same fills, yeah. right? So the PTS was, PTSD was mm-hmm. like real, right? So, you know, you just go through all of that. And then, um, you know, there was bumps along the way. Like it was not an easy pregnancy. Like I'd never bled before on a pregnancy. And for some reason, I just kept like having a condition where I bled, which is actually kind of common for women and of all times for it to happen that time, you know, but. Um, and a pandemic. Yeah. And then the oh, pandemic. Yes. yes. I literally. So she was born. Like, I remember when I went in, like, it was super cool because they catered to her because of her experience. Mm-hmm. And her doctor was, um, I thought, amazing to her and allowed us to, like, all, like, a, like quite six a few people. people. You know, so, they usually don't do that. But they allowed it. They were like, you know, it's cool. And so I remember going in and things were kind of closing and then coming out. Because it, it was the beginning of March, wasn't and it? And coming out of or the hospital March and 11th. everything was sh- like shut down. Shut down. And her Escalade got stolen. Yeah. Right? Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> so he had, I think. Oh my God. Here you I are. You they, delivered a baby and then your car gets stolen. With the car seat. Everything. With the car seat. The car seat was put in. Everything was in. And then her ex goes out to like get it ready. Like. Come around. Oh, it's time to come home. And mm-hmm. it's gone. And he's like, I know I part, you know, he's like, my sister's perfect. like, um, Darian says the, you know, like <laughs> the car's not out there. She's like, I think he's just tired. And so I call him and I'm like <laughs> on the cell phone. I'm like, did you lose the car? He's like, no, we've been coming here three times every week. Like I didn't lose the car. I know where I parked the car. He's like, I have this, you know, Barney Fife driving me around in the golf cart, you know, at, and he goes, he asked me, did we pay our car payment? So they thought our car got <laughs> repossessed. <laughs> They're like, be no, honest. No, it was a professional job. You know, I'm an insurance agent. We ended up finding it. Well, stripped down, nothing. Three what? weeks later in South Dallas with two other cars. And so it was a professional job. Do you know the craziest thing about that was I had to call the Dallas PD because we we're in Dallas County. Two cops come into my, like, they come to the maternity ward to make their police report. So, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm in like a well, nightgown. Did you have to tell the nurses what was happening yes, before that yeah, happened? Yes. Okay, because like, I'm going to go like, to Target and get another okay, car. Your car seat. got repoed now. Your baby's about to get It's not repoed. <laughs> it got stolen. Yeah, <laughs> these two cops come and then they like, you should have seen them. They like come around the door and like one was like, whoa and he like backs and i was like yeah i'm in the maternity ward and my car got stolen actually back up (laughs) we left a huge part out of this actually if you can believe it in the middle of her delivery uh she's delivering we're like holding legs like counting you know all the things like super like it's like intense right spence comes out and it's quiet. No cry. Nothing. And I didn't know what I was having. I, I had waited. You waited. To see and boy or girl. you see the doctor's face. Panic. I, did you not know this? Mm-hmm. And they, like, rush her off, like, to, like. Right there. Like, right in a there, warmer. Not, like, in the warmer and everything. But they're, like, literally, like. I think they had a panic button, so they have a panic button on the wall. So they don't have to so say like, it. Six oh. people. She was not breathing. <gasps> no. Seriously, she was, she was I DOA, swear. So dead on arrival. And uh, we're we're all like super excited. Megan, right? what? The, Did what? you not know this? No. And, yes. and so, so the whole mood shifts, but they don't say anything. But you can tell, right? And I'm drugged And up. she's like staring at me and she's like, what's going on? Like, yeah. what is going on? And I'm like, nothing. They're just, you know, they're just... 
she's okay. They're just having, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm like, look, I'm just like trying to like calm her down. And I don't know how long it was. It was like two minutes. It was a so, couple minutes that felt like 10 minutes. Yeah. They, ch- they check out And Megan's staring guards. at me and I hear like a super faint, a super faint like cry. And I looked at Megan. I was like, I heard her. And she was like, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. And started screaming at me. And I was like, Megan, I swear to you, I would never lie about that. Because I'm, like, I'm, by this time, I'm begging my doctor. Yeah, like, she can't leave me because she's my doctor. You know, like, mm-hmm. you have, like, your gynecologist is your doctor. They take care of you. I'm thinking, Lord. I'm like, please, I can't lose another this baby. This cannot be. I can't. I cannot. I'm begging. I'm like, please help me. And I will tell you, my sister is like, Amazing. She started praying the prayed beautiful my baby. prayer out loud. She started chanting. She was like, Jesus, show yourself. Like screaming, Jesus, show yourself. Like my sister is very, like total opposite of me. You know, like. Very um, quiet. Very quiet. Very introvert. But she's very passionate. Mm-hmm. And what she's passionate about is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it was looking back, she saved my baby's life. Yeah. She oh my gosh, Maria. My I have life. the whole thing on a voice memo. That we've yeah. never listened to. Oh my to. gosh. Because I turned it on because I wanted to record the first cry so that she could have it, right? Yeah. So I turned it on, put it in the seat behind us, and kind of left it because it was like one more push or something. So the whole thing is How on long there. is that memo? Oh my gosh. It's like five minutes long or something. I had five or six I had minutes memo, long. And I yeah. told her like months later, like, hey, I have it. She was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I can't. can't. It's too soon. I can't. But, I mean, it's been a while now, but I, I have that voice memo. But that's... Another thing looking back that, like, kind of is, like, going back, well, the car seat thing. You is know? that not wild, though, that that happened again? It is crazy. And I the, was like, the cord no had way. got wrapped, it, so it happened again. again. As again. I was pushing out, the cord got wrapped, and it's, they said it was a stinger. So her APGARs, so if, for those that don't know, because I didn't know, they check your baby's APGARs, and it's, like, their responses at zero minutes at birth, and then at two minutes. So her... The, the highest score you can get, I think, is an eight, I'm pretty sure. And so she was zero, so DOA. And then at two minutes, she bounced back and was a complete eight. So she went to the... She came a month early because they had, you know, induced me. Mm-hmm. And um, she only did, like, I call it a drive-by in the NICU. Um, I had her around 12.30 in the afternoon. And then she was in my room by four. Mm-hmm. And then we had the car stolen and that whole ordeal. But looking back and, you know, the second wave of, you know, I talked about... Um, you know, giving the big stuff. And so I had another employee that her son got pregnant. And so it was all a boy. And I was like, Amber, you know, like I have all these clothes. They're all brand new clothes. And I understand like maybe it might be a little weird. Like I'm just not sure, you know, but I have all these blankets and I have all this stuff for a boy, you know, like everything that, you know, your son could need. She's like, we will take it. She was like, he, you know, like they, this wasn't planned, you know, like um, they, they don't have like, you know, the money to pay for this stuff. This would be such a blessing. And so the first time my son, you know, like I did it when he was home and he just bawled and cried and it just hurt my heart and I was crying and it was the strangest thing, you know, like I go in there and I pack up all the things and I waited, I made sure Taryn was at school and I'm like, hey, you can't come over and, and he needs to be at school. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. this again. You know, Taryn just had, you know, did not do well last time. And so I'm emptying out my, you know, what's left of my nursery and I pack all the things in her car and she goes to leave and I go in the house and I just kind of had a moment and I'm like, I'm not crying. Like, I'm okay. Like, everything's okay. And it was because you guys, I was pregnant already with Spencer and didn't know. 
I was about two weeks along and I literally gave the stuff away. So it was like God protecting me and showing me like, it's okay to let God. It's like God's way of like, you know, little God like, wink. Yeah, yeah, it was total, like total, like, um, so that was like, that. A, oh yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. I look back. Another thing that I did was like, during that time, that 30 days, I was building my office building and my sister is like, let's, let's take a Bible and, you know, mm-hmm. let's bury it under the front door, like in the cement. And, um, when they lay the foundation and she helped me to, um, between her and my builder, they helped me to, uh, highlight and Carrie helped me to highlight, you know, scriptures in the Bible. And I took the Bible and, you know, they poured, you know, and at the, I didn't know it, but I was also, I was like a few days pregnant, like a few days pregnant and didn't even know. So it was just like, I had those two things from God, just letting me know, like, even as tough as that pregnancy was, like, and everything that I'd been through up until that point, like Spencer You're tougher. Was, that's right. And Spencer was way tougher because she was a miracle two times over, mm-hmm. you know, like it was a miracle to get her. I was, I was almost 43 when I had her. So it was like, you know, to go through, I'd waited, you know, with Taryn, it was like, I missed one birth control pill and got pregnant at 29 and then didn't start trying again because of career until 37. And then to go down a six-year rabbit hole to get another baby, but goodness, what a blessing. And is it just me or do you feel like there's so many people that more now that deal with fertility issues, like it's more common or is it just more like spoken about? I, you know, I, I think it's probably half and half. I mean, I think that it's like, you know, women, it's like nobody wants to be the woman that can't have the baby, right? Mm-hmm. And so nobody wants to talk you about guys get, it. We, as women, we get so much pressure of, are you having a baby? Yeah, Especially, when? Yeah, when, you know, you know oh, if you only have, are you going to have more? What if I don't want more? Or what if I don't want kids? Mm-hmm. So I feel like us women just have so much pressure when it comes to just being a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's crazy too. I speak to clients all the time, like, and it's funny, like our urge to like ask when someone yeah. has a baby, like, are you gonna have another one? Like, why do we think that that's like the first question? To ask? And they say that everybody asks them yeah. that, like, well, when are you gonna have another one? It's like, can I enjoy this one, or what if I don't want one? Yeah, yeah. for the longest. Like, I mean, you've met my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, she's having a baby. Ooh, I know. I'm so, yeah, excited. so excited. You know, their first baby, but you know, with her, she had so much pressure of. Oh, so now you're married. When are you having a baby? I they talked to her, right I talked to her about MTHFR. Yeah. I did. And they I'm like, go get right, though. Like, they, well, like, they enjoy their marriage and travel. But and... she was so afraid because I know she said when they first got married, she went to a fertility doctor and they said that her her odds of having a baby would be because her eggs count was really, really low. And um, so what they did was, like, they didn't not try to get pregnant. You know, but it's still in the back of her head. Like, everyone keeps asking me, when are you going to have a baby? Mm -hmm. You know, so now that just kind of reminded me. And she had to say say something to me, too. Like, hey, can you just, like, stop? Stop. Yeah, like because we don't even notice when we're doing no, it. No, because I want a new. Do you know how many women I've walked up to? Yeah, we love yeah. babies. I've walked up to women and babies. been like, "Oh, when are you due?" And they're like, "I'm not pregnant." And I'm like, "Oh, stuck my foot in my damn mouth." You know, yeah. like what in the world, girl? I'm not allowed yeah. to tattoo pregnant women. And sometimes when they walk in, yeah, you're like, I'm like, I can't ask this question. Yeah, like, because. But- like, it's what like, if? can you fill out the no, paperwork? I just, no, I always just yeah. go to the paper. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would just hand them. I would just, like, slip it to them. Now I e- email it beforehand, but I'll, like, look at it, you know, and be- double check it. And sometimes it says no, and you swear. You're like, 
Well, I can only go off of what yeah. they yeah. say, right? But I'm not I'm not asking. No way. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's a it's a tough world we live in. You know, it's so, a lot of expectations <clears throat> on women. It's like, you know, with uh, it being hard, like seeing on social media like yes, people's pregnancies so and things like that. Did you ever have to take like a hiatus from socials or did you ever like consciously do that? Or would you now looking back? I think no, because social media, like as far as like it's been your outlet. It has. It has. It's it's been a saving grace for me quite a few times, you know, in my life. And and that's just because I like to blog and write, right? And so, um, and I can't tell you the amount of outpouring love and support that I got from women. And if it if if one of my writings can reach one woman, it was totally worth it. Yeah. Got her back, needs a blog. And yeah. this girl's going to write you. it. We gonna, we're going to put blog. her right in. Yeah. You we need can. to start a blog. I mean, mm-hmm. no, I think we I think we can. I mean, I think yeah. over time. I mean, the sky's the limit. Like, we don't need to just limit ourselves to a podcast. We can totally do a blog. You so know? why don't we wrap it up with this? Like, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of women, you know, that's gone through what you're going through. Um, Any word of advice or any... You know, the hardest lesson, the hardest lesson I had to learn is it's not in your time. Mm -hmm. It's in his time. Mm -hmm. It's in God's time. So, you know, like I just was like a doer and a pusher and I just was fixated and thought like I could solve all problems, but you can't. It's not on your time. It's Mm -hmm. on his time. And my time came right on time. So I would just say, keep the faith. And the minute that I stopped trying is honestly when it happened. You hear that a lot mm-hmm. too. It's like whenever and it happened not once but twice. Yeah. I'd stopped trying with Tristan. And I said I was trying IVF one time and that was it. And I did, it failed. And then I stopped trying and got pregnant with him, ended up losing him. But you know, like and so then I that's when I went back and tried the IVF again. But two that's more what times. all everything that speaks in the Bible about being still, that's exactly what it means. Yeah. But we just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Right. And we can't do what he can't yeah. do. Yeah, well, he, he can't do. You know what I mean? Right. I actually and saw we this. really fight for it. And then when you, it's like when you get tired, he waits on you to get tired enough to be like, okay, I'm going to like give it to you. Right. But sometimes we just, we are like, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's it's, yeah. Yeah. it's cuz we kind of want to plan our own life, you know? Oh. That's what it is. Oh. You? And you I actually plan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I saw this thing on Facebook and maybe, you know, we could wrap it up after this, but it really stuck with me. So, the video was, you know, there was five people that survived 9/11. We all know what happened on 9/11. Those five people, one, their alarm clock didn't go off. Two, the other person got stuck in traffic. The other person wanted to stop by for co- you get what you get where right. I'm saying. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're not really late. You're perfectly on time. Mm-hmm. That's your right. God's timing. But that don't mean be late because I don't want to be late. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's super true. That's a good one. Don't be late. Maria, yeah. our socials. Got to tell Follow everybody. us on at Got Her Back podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and everything else. Oh, TikTok. TikTok. TikTok is hard for me. You got it. We'll get it together. That was fun. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that, Megan. Of course. You only cried once. I know. I did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You did awesome. Maybe it was the truly. truly.